Hi, I'm Chris, and this is the Anishinaabe History Podcast. Here's some news from the last couple of days. Doug Ford wants to talk about minerals in the far north. The Ring of Fire has been talked about for a long time. Part of the issue developing minerals in the far north is that it is Treaty Number 9 area. This means there are treaty laws as well as legislation involved with mining resources up in the far north. The Indian Act, the Mining Act, duty to consult, environmental assessments, all these things have to be done. They have to be done in a meaningful way. But in order for jobs to be had, there needs to be some resource extraction. And in order to get at the resources, there has to be development in terms of roads and other infrastructure, like electricity, water, and different cultural amenities. All the development is so that we can live a regular standard of life, like the general population of the rest of Canada. Reserves have different laws attached to them. They're under the thumb of the Canadian federal government. So in order for a reserve to develop, they have to deal with the federal government. It is not a provincial institution. It is not a municipal institution. There's federal wardship attached to being in an Indian reservation. And it depends where in Canada you are on how successful your reservation will be. That's why some places have casinos, like this guy here at Enoch. Enoch Cree works at a casino. Casinos bring in money. There's negative things attached to that, like the gambling addiction. This article talks about how the land that was part of this reserve until 1902 was seized illegally by a politician to sell to settlers. And that's happened a lot across Canada and North, North America. That can be talked about in a future episode. It has to do with treaty rights, land rights, how the treaties are written, the spirit and intent of the treaties, what was agreed to in the treaties, what was promised, both inside and outside of the treaties, and the laws and legislation that have occurred in Canada and in North America uh, since the inception of the treaties. This article talks about how the pipeline that generates $430 million Canadian each year, bringing Alberta crude to the Pacific coast, is underneath Enoch Cree traditional territory. So, do the benefits of that reach Enoch Cree territory? Or is there a separation there? It can be difficult managing these different interests. Resource development, job development, economic development, as well as maintaining treaty rights, traditions, traditional views. It also is difficult dealing with the system in Canada. The system's been in place for hundreds of years since before many of the provinces became provinces and since before Canada became Canada. But what happens now is the First Nations in the borders of Canada have to deal with the Court of Canada in order to argue against what Canada is doing in terms of uh, resource extraction. So First Nations who, when signing the treaties, were sovereign nations 
are now regarded as wards of the state. And in order to be viewed as a sovereign nation, have to go to the state that views them as wards of the state in order to be viewed as a sovereign nation, in order to have a say in the resource extraction that was meant to be in the treaties. But because it's not explicitly written in the treaties, it is often ignored in Canadian politics. And so Canadian politicians will talk about resource extraction in these treaty territories without acknowledging that they are under treaty law. Anyway, that's just some of my thoughts on the matter. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening.